Welcome, boys and girls. This is another episode of the Man to Man Podcast. As always, I am Kelvin Dooling. Joining me, as always, all the way from somewhere, I think the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma, my good buddy, first name Trey, big time TV. TV, what's going on? Uh, not much, man. Just uh, ready to talk some sports. We got some good good NBA playoff series. Unfortunately, a lot of injured guys. Um, but I'm ready to, ready to talk some sports, man. Yes, as always, let's get straight to it. Uh, coming up on today's show, we're going to – Bring back the quick hitters as me and TV will just run through a couple of the hot topics uh, taking place in the sports world. We'll also give you our weekly Friday Cardinals and Royals update. This will not be another good one. So far, my Royals fans, um, I would like you to tune in, but if you tune out, I, I, <laughs> I do not blame you. Uh, we also talked Zion Williams, Williamson and the little Luka Doncic and some NBA talk. We have a lot of NBA on today's schedule. So, uh, first, as we start every show with the national holidays, let's start with one on the TV that really wasn't, resonates well with TV. TV, today is National Go Fishing Day. What a day. Today? What a day, man. Uh, national Go Fishing Day. Yeah, this is this is a good one for me. Unfortunately, I'm probably not going to have time to go fishing today because I got to work what? after we – I got I to gotta work after we get done with the podcast, so I don't know that I'm going to be able to fit in any fishing today, so that's depressing. Um, but maybe I can celebrate National Go Fishing Day a day later. Maybe I can go tomorrow. No, no. You got to do it today. Who cares about work, man? You, You're you right. Go fishing today. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'll call in sick. I'll call oh. in sick. That, I think Sorry. that's a great idea, actually. Sorry, boss. My arm's in a cast. <laughs> Today. Uh-oh, I already, already, already started the show off with the dad joke. That's my first one of the day. I'll have another one later, though. <laughs> there you go. Today is also National Panic Day, Picnic Day, Splurge, and Flip-Flop Day TV. Religiously, I wear flip-flops everywhere I go. I have two pairs of Nike sandals and some Lacoste sandals or flip-flops. Um, I love tennis shoes and sneakers, but I, I, I like to keep it casual and wear uh, any, any of those stand out? What is your biggest splurge by chance? Mm. So flip-flop day, I do kind of like to wear flip-flops, not a lot. I got my Nike sandals, like you said. Um, and then I'll wear, like, flip-flops if I'm going to the beach or the pool. You're, but, you're like a that, I know. So, so like, that's it. <laughs> that, I'll wear my Nike sandals if I'm going to the gym because I can just slip them off and put on my basketball shoes. Um mm-hmm. And then I'll wear flip flops. Like I said, if I'm going to the beach or the pool, but that's it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm mainly a Croc guy. I just wear my Crocs everywhere I go. Uh, everywhere, people. Uh, splurge day. I guess splur. If I splurge on anything, it's probably food or um, like gear to to go fishing. You know, uh, hunting and fishing gear. That would be okay. my splurge. Yeah. But- that kind of that surprised me just a little bit. I, I swore you was going to say like I splurge on you know a twenty four pack of Mountain Dews or well, weekly. That, honestly, honestly, like that's so consistent that I don't even know if you can call it a splurge anymore, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like when I run out, I go buy another one. Like it's just it's right. a habit. It's a habit rather than a splurge, maybe. Okay. With that out the way, let's get straight to it. TV, the Bucks. Going to Brooklyn, or was it not? The Nets going to Brooklyn, 
or I'm saying this all wrong. The Bucks defend home court and, and get the W last night as they defeat uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I don't have the score in front of me, but leading the way was Chris Middleton with his probably arguably his best performance in back-to-back really good performances by Chris Middleton, um, who had 38 and uh, 38 and 38 and 10 on 11 of 16 shooting to keep their season alive as they will go back to Brooklyn for game seven. Trey, your thoughts on last game and predictions for game seven. Yeah. So this is going to come as a surprise, but I wasn't surprised that the Bucks actually won game six. And here's why, despite being down three, two, I really didn't believe that KD was going to come out and drop 49 again. You know, he wasn't going to come out and dominate the way he did in game five. It's just hard to repeat that performance. Right. Um, and then I didn't think Harden was going to be much help because he wasn't much help in game five. Um, realistically, KD did it all by himself in game five. I mean, not completely, but might as well have. So I really didn't think I was, Harden's, Harden's clearly hurt. He's not at 100%. I didn't think he was going to be much help in game six. I didn't think KD could repeat that performance. I really believed this game was going to go – or this series was going to go seven games. Um but, yeah, Chris Middleton, big time, and uh, good game for the Bucks to send it to seven. Now they just got to finish them off. We talked about them not wanting to go seven, but here we are. They, they at least made it to seven, so they did their job after losing game five of pushing it to seven. Um, right. I just – I don't know, man. KD's going to turn it on again. He's going to be at that – he's going to be at that extra level again. I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't think Kyrie's playing. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I should have checked up on that before we started today. I don't think Kyrie's going to be here for games or going to be in for game seven uh, when they play game seven, but I'm not sure on that yet. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's up in the air still, I assume. But yeah. I'll take, I'll, I'll take you. Nets. Nets, I'm go with Nets. I just, I think. I think KD at another level. He, he clearly already did it in Game Five with a with an injured Harden and without Kyrie. Even if Kyrie doesn't play, maybe Harden's a little. He gets a little rest before Game Seven. Maybe he's a little better, um, and maybe KD, like I said, he hits that other level, and I think he can close it out in seven. And to your point, this is why you don't allow it to go seven because the best player on the court is Kevin Durant. Yes, and um, look, I, I think it was yeah, I think it was a. Bucks were going to win game six after they really gave away game five. Like, yep. jump out to that huge lead in the first quarter and has it and have it gradually just kind of melt away by one single player on the opposing team, which was Kevin Durant. Uh, that has to be that was a gut punch for the Brooklyn, uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Chris Middleton balled out yesterday. We got 21 points from Drew Holiday. Uh, it wasn't that really, it wasn't much, it wasn't really efficient. It was 8 for 21 shooting. Um, but, hell, I'll take 21 from Drew anytime However I However you get it. Uh, yes. Yep. Combined with his defense. Um, you mentioned Kyrie Irving. I do not think Kyrie Irving plays. I think he's out for this series. Or right, he'll be out for games, in my opinion. Um, the little that they're getting from James Harden is much appreciated. But I, I can't – after what he did in game five, Kevin Durant against him in game seven. Again, he's the better player. The better player typically steps up. He's one of the better postseason performers we have in um, in the playoffs right now, if not the best postseason performer in the, all of the NBA in Kevin Durant. So I, I chose to get to the NBA finals, so I'm going to stick to that pick, but I'm not very comfortable making that pick. 
I'm going to still go with the Bucks in seven. I think Giannis leads his team to a game seven victory and punches their ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals. Wow. So, real quick before we get off of this series, if the Nets don't do this, right, if KD doesn't win game seven, if he doesn't lead this team to victory in game seven, mm-hmm. this this team's going to get all the heat, right? Everyone's going to be on their necks talking about how they couldn't do it because they couldn't stay healthy. They couldn't win the games with the stacked team. Everybody's going to be on their on their necks, right? Just talking about how they choked. I, I think I think this team has a lot of pressure because they built the team this year. Everyone thought they had the star power. I think we're going to hear a lot of fans and a lot of people around the NBA talking about how they blew it. Let me let me tell you why I disagree. Because I think that injuries across the NBA will alleviate some of that pressure, or not pressure, okay. alleviate some of that criticism. Okay. Um, because we've seen it with LeBron. 15 with his first when he back to Cleveland and faces that warrior and Kevin Love. Um, I mean, no, we got James Harden at what 60 percent, 70 percent, which is just not good enough. Uh, and mm-hmm. then Kyrie just you know, he has a, a, a really bad basketball injury. So, um, we all knew the team around those three guys wasn't that good that we, we're just going to allow, we just were going to, um, rely on those three guys and look there's only one really standing right now Now the guy that's standing is on one leg so in my opinion i think the injuries across the league would just kind of alleviate some of that criticism okay maybe so maybe so so coming up we have two game sixes the 76ers are going to try to force a game seven against the atlanta hawks while the utah jazz will try to force a game seven against the Los Angeles Clippers, who are down a man as well. And their biggest man, best man, in Kawhi Leonard. Um, Kelvin, do you see either one of these teams forcing a Game 7, or do you see both of them maybe forcing a Game 7? I see both teams. And and you mentioned the word choke in the first topic. Um, I mean – I mean, come on now. The the Sixers gave away a big one. They did two nights ago. Just unbelievable. So I think just coming off that game alone uh, in Atlanta, where I think the Sixers are a better road team than they are home team this season, at least. I think they'll come in and uh, have something to prove to Atlanta that we we truly are the better team, and we gave you guys the game the game five, and they truly did because that was that was a piss poor performance by the 76ers in that second half. Yes. Um, I mean, the blame goes around to everybody. Doc Rivers, the fans, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, uh, you know, Curry, um, Seth Curry. I mean, Tobias, everybody. Blame is shared evenly between everybody. Actually, the the Jazz and Clippers, look, the best player in the West is out. Yep. Why Leonard, he's done. He's done for this series. I don't, I don't think he comes back tonight. If the Jazz do force a game seven, like I think they will, I think he's out that game as well. The Jazz got to win this game. Without that guy on the floor, I'm sorry, you cannot let PG, who has quietly had a really good postseason, not great, but he's had a really, really good postseason. They cannot let PG beat them again. Not to close out the series. No, no way. And I don't know what's gotten into Reggie Jackson. And 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 um, I think it's Markeith Morris, if I got the proper twin right. Yes. They can't let these guys beat them. Not – not on their no, – well, just want to be in L.A. So they got to go into 
hostile territory. And just, I guess it's not really hostile in, um, in Staples Center for the Clippers. But they got to go on the road and they got to win this game. They can't let PG, who I think of name finally, they can't let that guy beat them tonight to clinch this series. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, I'll, I'll start off where you started off with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I just, you're wrong. That, I'm going to go ahead and just say you're wrong. Uh, 76ers are done, man. Um, really? They're out. Uh, the reason that the reason they are is because you mentioned it. There, you, you said that you think you know they'll they'll prove they're the better team in Game Six. I think they've already proved that. They proved that in the first five games, despite being down three two. They are the better team. They they've gotten out to leads. They've choked. They've given up leads. But they're the better team. They they look better. They look more talented. They they look like a better unit. Um, the Atlanta Hawks want it more, man. They are young and they've got dogs. They've got guys that just go out and fight and put forth effort. And I think Philadelphia is lacking effort for, for 48 minutes. They, they lose some of that effort and that's where Atlanta catches up and comes back, man. Trey young, John Collins, um, Clint Capella is not very old. I mean, just Bogdanovich is a younger guy. I mean, you, these, this is a Kevin Herter. This is a young unit that just has fight. And I think, look, man, I think they want it more than Philadelphia. I think they end it tonight in six. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they are playing tonight, correct? Yes, both yeah. teams, yeah. Yeah, and they're going to end it tonight in six, I think. Atlanta just wants it more, in my opinion. Um, I think they're talented enough. I think Philadelphia's a better team, but I don't think they're enough better um, that, that they're going to be able to bounce back and, and force it to seven. I think Atlanta – being on top three, two, I think they want it more. I think they're going to end it tonight. I don't think so. I Look, I'm going to go on, on, out on a limb, and Ben Simmons makes his presence felt offensively. He will have the best game of his career, his, both, his best postseason game of his career. And that doesn't say much because it's not like he's performed superstar level in any postseason he's been in, which I think is three, three postseasons. Uh, he will have his best game tonight because he – if, you, if I did have to unevenly divide the blame, it would probably be him who gets the bulk of the pie, the, the blame pie for the yeah. 76ers. Um, his free throw shooting, shooting, his lack of just aggressiveness, 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 I cannot speak today, on the offensive end. Like he's, I mean, he's 6'8", TV, 6'9", who can dribble, who can get, who can penetrate, whether that be kicking out or scoring at the rim. Like, he has to put the ball in the hole. There's, I, I just don't get it. I won't harp on his free throw shooting like the rest of the national media. Screw that. Get to the rim. Put the pressure on a smaller Hawks team. Get to the rim and finish. Like, make the plays. And now, I know it may be a little crowded with him be down there, but Doc Rivers, he would also receive a lot of that blame. You got to make it work, brother. Like, we yeah. just seen you choke it up with, stink it up with the Clippers last season. Don't, don't do this again, man. Don't just <laughs> – Doc Rivers, you got to up your game, man. You got to. So, Ben Sims, I think he has his best postseason performance tonight. Okay, so making a prediction like that, you should, fo- you should follow it up. You don't have to, but you should follow it up with some numbers. What are some numbers you're seeing from Ben Sims tonight? I, I will predict – I will go crazy and go 40. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't go for it. I'll go. I'll go 27, 15, and eleven. Triple double wow. okay. from Ben Simmons to keep their season alive, heading back to Philly. Okay. Because I, I truly do think Embiid 
other guys. I, I really so. do. I think so. I think he's running out. So somebody uh, has to step up. Tobias because he disappears um, every now and then. <laughs> Seth Curry, surprisingly, may be the number two option, but this is where Ben Simmons tells the world, shut the hell up. I'm really that guy. I've yeah, struggled. Well, I've really struggled, but, you know, here I am. Seth, Seth is their guy when he's hitting threes, right? I mean, my goodness, he scored like 36 in the last game. Uh, yes. Postseason high. For him. Yeah. It's just a matter of when he's going to be hot. But uh, real quick before before we bounce on – before I bounce on to my prediction on the Jazz, uh, you said you weren't going to give Ben Simmons flack for not hitting free throws, but I will. That man okay. is got to hit free throws. That is yes. the easiest part of the game. And you're a guard. You have got to hit free throws, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He went like four for 14, I think, in their most recent game. I mean, that's 10 yeah. points left at the line. You've got to make free throws. But, well, that I'll, I'll leave it at that. We'll skip on to the Jazz now. Um, this team, I do believe, sends it to seven. And here's why. I know I've been high on the Clippers all this time. But the Jazz will send it to seven because the same reason the Bucks send it to seven. The Nets are missing big pieces. The Clippers are missing big pieces. They're not going to get a big game from Reggie Jackson two nights in a row, I don't think. I love Reggie. He's a good shooter. But I don't think they're getting this two nights in a row from Reggie Jackson. Morris, same thing. You're not getting that two nights in a row from Morris. Playoff P, Paul, Paul George, I'm going to go ahead and give him the nickname. He earned it after last night. If he falls apart, then maybe I go back to just calling him Paul George. But playoff P? He can probably do that again. He looked very, very good in game um, five. But even if he repeats it, I don't think he gets that help from Jackson and Morris and others. Um, I think I think the Jazz are going to do it tonight. Donovan Mitchell seems a little hurt, but I think he has enough in the tank. And I think he's, he's kind of like the Hawks. He's one of the young guys. He just wants it bad enough. I think the Jazz will figure out a way to win game six and force it to seven. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I still have the Clippers in the series, but I got the, I got the jazz, I think forcing it to game seven with Kawhi Leonard out. Yeah. PG, I, I watched that game and look, the PG was really good for about quarters and the Clippers did let the, the, uh, jazz hang around and get back into that game. There was some sloppy, sloppy play at the end of that fourth quarter. Uh, PG yeah. did hit some clutch buckets. They did kind of loosen their grip, and that's where Kawhi comes in big at, right? So, without that guy, I don't think the Clippers and PG can double up again and do that to clinch a series. I don't think it's possible. So, I, I got the Jazz so. tonight, and they force the game set. I agree. Uh, sticking in the NBA, Zion Williamson reportedly, allegedly, wants out of NOLA. And I'll just follow that up with, well, if that's one young superstar who wants out of you know, Luca is reportedly, again, uh, expected to get the Supermax contract offer from the D- Dallas Mavericks. TV, do, does any one of those superstar young talents, young superstar talents, force their way out of their respective teams, whether that be Zion in New Orleans or Luca in Dallas, especially following that Rick Carlisle has now stepped down as a Dallas Mavericks coach. And I think Nola as well has a coaching vacancy. So either one the way out of their respective teams. So they do both have, have coaching vacancies. Um, And yeah, I I think that probably benefits both, right? Like, like 
if there's already change happening inside the organization, I think that adds potential for more change. I think that gives them the chance that maybe, you know, if we're, if they're already mixing it up, maybe they're going to ship us out and they're just going to restart and they're going to re, um, just look for a new, a new start and a, and a new look, even, even though that's obviously going to be hard with, without Zion and without Luca. Um, I think maybe that gives them a little more push to be able to do that. Um, but I have a, I, I guess I have an interesting look because I'm, I'm not exactly sure if either one can do it, but I, I, I think there's a case for both of them being able to get out. So I think, I think in Zion's case, I think it, I think it might be easier for him to get out because New Orleans is not as good of a team, right? They didn't even make the playoffs this year. I think for them to restart, it's not as big of a deal for Dallas to restart a team who went to seven games with the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, so I think, I think that gives Zion a chance because they're not as good of a team. He might be able to get his way out of there. As for Dallas and Luka, they're the better team. I don't think Luka has as good of a chance if you look at it that way. But if you look at it the other way, with the coach leaving and Luka being who Luka has a lot more pull right now than Zion does. Zion's good, don't get me wrong, but Luka's already been to the big stage. He's performed well in the playoffs. I think he has more pull in his name, you know, and being able to say, look, man, like I want out of here, get me out. I think he has more pull. I think he could, you know, get a franchise to give him what he wants more than Zion. Um, but I'm not sure if either one of them gets out. I think it's an interesting situation. Uh, what's funny is the first time I heard about Zion wanting out, it, they said something about like family members wanted him out. Of, like, are we getting the second version of LeVar Ball here? Like, dad, Shut up and sit down and let your son yeah. play in the NBA. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case or not, but it was something about family members didn't want him playing in in New Orleans. Um, dad, grandma, mom, brother, cousin, whoever you are, sit down and be quiet and let the professional handle his professional business. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think for Zion, I think these are just seeds being planted. I don't think he leaves this season or this upcoming season. I think he had to – I think Nola will – allow him to finish out his contract. Uh, so I think he's just planting those seeds, similar to what Anthony Davis did. But what Zion is doing is just taking much, much sooner. And, uh, yeah. you know, just hey, letting Nola know that, hey, I spoke highly of the New York Knicks with the Garden, you know, three months ago. Like, I was really digging that, that atmosphere, that brand, those colors, you know, that court. I, I really enjoyed my time there. Um, yeah, maybe I would like to go play with Dame, Damian Lillard or LeBron James in L.A. Just planting those seeds that, hey, I, I'm too big of a brand, um, too big of a talent. I, I think I want my way out of here in two seasons. As for Luka, I'm going to give that the, the Dallas Mavericks the benefit of the doubt. They have won a title with one, just one superstar, and built around that superstar with just really good players and Dirk Nowinski. Yeah. Uh, yep. When they beat the Miami Heat in 2014, I think it was. So, um, I mean, I, I'm going to give the Mavericks the benefit of that. I know they have a coaching vacancy, and I know they won that title with Rick Carlisle, a well-respected coach in the NBA. But if I'm Luka and I and I got the Supermax on the table from this well-run organization and a really good owner, Mark Cuban, I think I, I think I just sit still. I take my money, and I continue to just play ball. Uh, yeah, I do sure. – I say, hey, you guys get KP out of here and build a better team around me because 
I can't beat nobody. I can't beat the best teams in the West as currently constructed. And that was currently on display. I know they took um, the Clippers to seven, but Luka took the Clippers to seven. Absolutely. I've said this many a times. I think you agree. It's not a good team in Dallas. Luka's just such a superstar talent that, yes, he mm-hmm. propelled those guys to seven games where he eventually ran out of gas. And it, it proved to be too much and it was just clearly the better player with the better team. So I, I could see Zion getting out of there. If I'm Nola, I stand firm. I let him play his contract out, play ball. And then when the time comes, uh, you try to you charge a hefty price Zion because he is a showstopper and he will sell tickets and wherever he goes. Um, Nola just isn't that market. It's a very small team, very small market. Uh, it's just not the place where basketball really deserves to be, if you ask me, to be yeah. quite honest. That is, it's Saints and it's Saints galore. And it'll, it'll remain that way forever. So uh, that that city is going through a lot of transitions as a city in, in terms of its Drew Brees. Now Jameis has to step into that role. Zion wants out. So it, it has to be tough being a New Orleans sports fan right now. Yeah, for sure. My last take, yeah, I think, I think the Pelicans, yeah, just let, let let Zion play out his contract at least and see where you're at then. Maybe you uh, doubtful, but maybe you can pull somebody in to play with him. And if not, yeah, you charge a charge a big price to get him out. And uh, hey, uh, I think Zion and Julius Randle would be an interesting big man duo. They're both like forwards. They're not a true big man, um, but they could stretch the floor. I think that'd be fun if he did end up in New York. Um, and as for Luca. I think if he's smart, he stays. Like you said, Dallas has just been a well-constructed and well-ran franchise. Um, it just—I think you got to stay if you're Luca. You—you were—you had a good enough team this year, and you didn't have that many pieces to to play the seven games with the Clippers, who are my favorites in the Western Conference. I mean, I think I think if Luca can do that by himself, you you've got to trust that this franchise can build around you and get you the pieces you need to win a title. Um, and, hey, uh, if Giannis and the Bucks fail to do it yet again, maybe Giannis is the Dallas Maverick in the near future. Maybe. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, let's do, go to our quick pitch. We're going to fly through a couple of topics, again, that have hit us hard over overnight in the sports world. Uh, let's start with the seven NBA vacancies, TV Blazers, Washington Wizards, Orlando Magic, Indiana Pacers, uh, the aforementioned Pelicans, Dallas as well, and the Boston Celtics, who just pulled off a trade. We'll get to that here shortly. Uh, TB, of the seven vacancies, which of the seven uh, would you be more tempted to go if you were a head coach? Probably the, it, the, Mavericks or the, the Mavericks or the Celtics would be okay. my two. Um, I wanted to say Mavericks, but the Celtics too, because they have the young guys. They have the young the young pieces um, to build around. I think they have a good foundation. They just got rid of Kimba um, for Al Horford and Moses Brown, who's a young big man. Um, in Oklahoma City, and and then some picks. They they swap some picks and stuff. But nonetheless, they've got the young. They've got a good foundation uh, with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I like I like Boston, but I also like Dallas because I would like to you know coach Luca and uh, try to be a part of that team who's clearly contending for a Western Conference title. 
and, and potentially an NBA title. So I think I think one of those two teams would be my biggest interest if I was a head coach looking for a new job. <clears throat> what about you? I'm going Boston. Um, I think okay. I just – I trust that – I know he's never been in this role, but Brad Stevens is already making moves uh, in his new position. You have two young, talented forwards in Tatum and Brown, Tatum and Brown. I think you need a really good forward, maybe an elite forward to win a championship in this league. That's 15 seasons yep. at least, with the yep. exception of Stephen Curry. Uh, but Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, forwards who have won titles. So I'm, I'm going Boston. I'm more intrigued with that and the talent that's already in place. Um, on to the next. Let's speak of Kimball Walker in this trade. He was traded to OKC for Al Horford and Moses Brown in a 2023 second-round pick. The Celtics are receiving a first-round pick in this year's draft and a 25-second-round pick. TV, your thoughts on that trade? Who wins that trade and why? <laughs> I, I, I guess I guess Boston because of the picks. Um, because Moses Brown, I'm not even sure what he's going to give. He's going to bring to the table. He was a good minutes guy, um, but he didn't do a whole lot. You know, but Oklahoma City as a team didn't do a whole lot. So maybe he could be more valuable in Boston. And then Al Horford's getting old. Uh, welcome back to Boston, right? Because Al Horford, I believe, was a Boston Celtic. Maybe I'm mistaken there. Um, but Al Horford's old. I don't know that he's going to bring a lot to the table. But I think the Celtics are the winners. They get the pick, and, um, you know, they also get that contract off of their plate, um, which was big, a big contract of Kimball Walker. And he just wasn't – he wasn't producing the way Boston thought he was going to come in and produce. He didn't. He didn't bring to the table what Boston fans were hoping. So I guess Boston wins this trade, in my opinion. Yeah, you got to go. I agree. I got to go Boston. They get off that contract. Al Horford comes back much cheaper, even though he still owes forty million over the next two seasons. Um, OKC okay, they they win a great deal too because they get another first round pick. So I think I introduced that trade uh, exactly. incorrectly, but they get they have three first round picks in this upcoming draft. If they hit the lottery, they could get two of those picks in the top five if you're OKC. So um, they win big as – but if you're the Celtics, you get a player who just, did, just didn't fit with Tatum and Brown. Um, he didn't live up to expectations, and his contract is massive, so you get that off your books. And in return, you get an aging Al Horford, but maybe you probably get him a year too late. So I wouldn't I, – I truly don't expect him to be much of a factor – but you get Moses Brown, a young big man who, um, who I, if I heard correctly or read correctly, points against the Celtics this uh, during the regular season. So maybe Brad Stevens is like, you know what, that guy could be a benefit to this team. Someone who could actually fall in the rim um, down in the post. Something that Celtics did not have this season. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they like that big man who can actually score just a little bit. Just a little bit. They didn't have that. So on to LeBron James and his most recent comments about the NBA, you know, restarting too soon, which is why we are seeing the wide array of injuries from the NBA superstar. Chris Paul, who isn't currently hurt, he's dealing with COVID-19 uh, or COVID protocol. Kyrie's hurt. James Harden has gotten hurt. LeBron has gotten hurt. Anthony Davis has gotten hurt. Um, and I'm missing some guys. Um, Jamal Murray is out. Uh, I mean, I yeah. Try yes. TV. Your thoughts on just LeBron's comments about um, the NBA 
him looking out for the players in the NBA starting too soon? Yeah, I'll start. This this isn't even on the topic, but I'm going to start by saying this. I think LeBron could tell us, like like Kyrie used to, you know, question if the Earth was flat and this, that, and whatever, and and, and his. I think I think LeBron could tell us that the Earth was shaped like a triangle, and we'd believe him. So, um, I think anything that comes out of LeBron's mouth, it just seems believable to NBA fans. Uh, I don't know that. I don't. I don't think that that returning to the season really caused all these injuries. I think injuries just happened, man. Like, I we we've had this discussion on injuries before. I think they just happened, man. Like injuries are just a part of the basketball game. I don't believe that a quick return to the season. It's not like they turned around the next week and started playing again. You know, I. They, you they sure? It felt like it felt that way though. They, they had some time <laughs> off, man. I, they finished the season in what, like June, July, finished their, their NBA playoffs, and they didn't start again until like November. I know they didn't start in October on a normal time. I think it was like November. Um, anyways, I just – I don't have much to do with it. I Injuries happen, man. I think I think guys are just worn out. They, they found they, – they got some injuries, and I don't know what happened. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I, I am open to the fact that, that it is possible – that, that a quick turnaround led to these guys getting injured. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm just a matter I, – I, I feel like it's more of a matter of cir- circumstance when injuries happen. Yeah, so I, I, you just hit it with the, your final comment right there, circumstance. And let me – guys, this, TV doesn't care about injuries. Like, TV just <laughs> don't care. He, he just want to see sports, okay, whether that be football, NBA, NFL. I want to see players play. That's TV's been that he has been consistent in that notion dating back to when we were podcasting in Joppa. I want to see guys play. I don't injuries, so credit to him for at least being consistent. All right, so with TV on that one, I gotta agree with LeBron. He said it in his post. Hey, if anybody knows anything about the human body in terms of you know, in terms of uh, athletically and just sports, me right. It has been widely noted that. and millions of dollars on his body annually. So I, I got to take him for his word. Um, look, I don't play NBA basketball. I don't know the grind it has on your body, but I just yeah. trust that LeBron's right here. He knows this is year seven, 18. Um, he's played into the postseason. Well, I mean, he did make eight straight trips to the finals at one point. Like, he, he just knows, TV. I can't take him. I can't. I got to take him at his word here. These injuries, I, don't I can't. I don't know if they're a direct uh, effect of, you know, a quick turnaround. But to play late into the season on a quick turnaround, uh, playing every other day in the 72-game season because they did miss 10 games, I, it does – I think it has an effect. Directly, I don't know, but I think it matters. And I, I trust that LeBron uh, was right there. So, not mm. right, but I trust that he he make, he make you know, he has a really great point. So, the backlash that he may be getting – I would just tell people relax because again, this may be the greatest athlete physically that we've had all time. Uh, in the way he takes care of of his body and so on and so on, I, I take him at his word. I think, yeah, I think that may have been an issue because it, again, if it was just one or two NBA superstars, okay, I would probably agree with you, TV. But seven, it's like whoa, it's like that's a lot. Yeah, now. that's a lot. Yeah, see. I, I'm open to the fact that it, it could have something to do with it. I'm just I'm not I'm not a fan of believing in it. I guess and and see I told oh, you. Oh, so. trust me, I know, I know. And see, I told you so. You said it word for word. Just take LeBron for his word. I'm telling you, 
if he came out tomorrow and said that the grass is actually purple and we've just been seeing it as green this whole time, we would believe him. That man could say anything and fans would be like, okay, just take him for his word. He's no. probably right. This man knows a lot. He's probably right. <laughs> I don't know if he knows that the grass is purple, though. I, I may disagree with him there. I don't <laughs> He says a lot of good stuff. He also says a lot of dumb stuff. Like, well, I can say dumb. I don't agree with everything Brian has said. Okay. All right. Nonetheless, there you have a quick pitch, and I know it wasn't that uh, really that quick. That was more like a Johnny Cueto, you know, <laughs> wind up, you know, shuffle yeah. of the feet, you know, yeah. bend backwards, bend forwards, and uh, get the ball to the plate. So, yeah, again, there you have a quick uh, TVs bring us in with the Cards and Royals. Um, well, I better start it off with something good for our, for us uh, St. Louis Cardinal fans out there. Um, we swept the Miami Marlins again, uh, so we won all six games against them this year, so that's a positive. Um, but then we get right back to losing when we go to the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> um, we, that was that was just last night on um, Thursday night. So start off that series with a loss, four to nothing. Um, in fact, there was a no hitter into the seventh inning. Um, from Charlie Morton of the Atlanta Braves. So Cardinals are struggling um, really on all sides. You know, right now, offense ha- hasn't even been great. Even even when we swept the Marlins, we won those games 2-1, to 1-0. One, one to zero. Uh, I can't remember the third game, but, I mean, those are low-scoring games. The offense is even struggling a little bit. The pitching was good against Miami, um, but just still inconsistent. And I don't know, it's it's starting to look more like rather than maybe being specifically pitching or specifically hitting what's what we're struggling with is maybe just I think we might just struggle when we face better teams, right? Like Miami's quite a bit below 500. Atlanta's right around 500 and we lost to them. I know our record this year against teams above 500 is bad. Um, and the Braves are a team that's hovering right around 500 this year. And I think Cardinals just got to learn how to win games against better baseball teams. And uh, that's struggling. Another that, – that's where they're struggling. Another big uh, – not maybe not big, but another thing that happened over the week was uh, the Cardinals just signed Wade LeBlanc last night, who is a left-handed pitcher. He's uh, 36 years old. He's kind of been a journeyman. He's been all over the place. He hasn't ever really been a, a an elite guy. Um, he's had some good seasons, but this year he's he's got an ERA of like nine-something through like six innings. So – um, he's not seen a lot of work and he's not been very good. Um, so I'm not sure what he's going to bring to the table, but maybe he's just a guy that can come in and eat up some innings for St. Louis, um, because they need it. We've got a lot of injuries on the pitching staff. So hopefully he can at least bring in some innings and, and get us some work and maybe he'll improve on what he's done so far this year. Yeah. Believe it or not, guys, that was actually the good news. So now to the bad news. <laughs> uh, um, Danny Duffy is expected to return in the DL or IL. What is it, 10 day? It's IL now. They called it or, or they yeah, they call it the injured list rather than rather okay. than the disabled list. So it is IL now. Okay, I'm stuck in the past. 10 day IL. Uh late this later this month. So that's good news for our uh bullpen or rotation. That's um out of is back. Um a huge gap. And I'll get to the losing streak here in a second. But one reason why of that losing streak, one reason why, uh, Andrew Benatendi, who's having a really good season for the Royals after, you know, we picked acquired him from the Boston Red Sox. Uh, he 
just took a – he now has a stint on the 10-day IL. Uh, he was a, a really at the top of the lineup for the Royals uh, through the first, what, 70 games this season. So he's been a good player. We are now missing that in the lineup. And then as for the actual play on the field, the Royals have lost 11 of 12. And I don't think the Royals are playing bad baseball, but they're not playing good enough baseball to win games. So uh, I'm just going to keep it simple and short for you guys. The Royals just – the start of the whole month of June, the Rose have entered June playing bad baseball. Hopefully they can exit June, depart from June, uh, playing a good brand of baseball. They ace, they lost three or four. And then for some reason, the worst team in this division has those numbers to start the season in the Detroit Tigers. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. It's something in the water. They just cannot beat the Tigers. So, um, yeah, they best of the Royals, and hopefully I, I do plan on attending a game this weekend. I plan on it. may not go as planned because I work has interfered with that a little bit, but uh, hopefully they can get a W if I do attend the game. So uh, they the Royals. Yeah, it's funny you said uh, there's something in the water because I don't know how close Detroit is to Flint, Michigan, but Flint, Michigan really does have something in the water, so <laughs> <laughs> it might right. be something in the water. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, man, both teams actually started off the month of June bad because I mean the Cardinals month of June, like I said, they swept the, they swept the Marlins, but outside of that, we haven't had a lot of positives this month. So uh, hopefully, both Missouri teams can turn it around, or we might have a long season on our hands, Kelvin. A, a, a Cardinals team right around five hundred and a Royals team struggling below five hundred. So um, hopefully, both teams can figure it out before we get into the dog days of the summer. Right. We, the Boston Red Sox come into town this weekend uh, for a short three-game home stand, and uh, I'm not—I'm unfamiliar with the brand of baseball Boston is playing right now, but uh, hopefully, Boston can get back in the win column tonight and throughout the weekend. Yeah, Boston's been good this year. I believe they're still on top of the ALE, so okay. uh, the, the Royals, Royals are going to have to bear down if they want to—they want to get some wins against Boston. Uh, but Dad Joke Friday, Kelvin, who's who's going to start us off here? I squeaked out a victory last week. I will start this week. Uh, I think I got a real good cheesy dad joke for you, okay? Okay. All right. TV. March. No, but April, May. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> That's a good one, man. That's a good one. As soon as you said can February, March, I was like, yep, yeah. yep, but April, but April, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that That's one. That's a good cheesy one for you. It is. It's a good classic cheesy one. Okay, I'm going to try really hard to play this one up. Um, okay. I don't, I don't have to do all the extra stuff, but I'm going to do all the extra stuff just because it's fun for me. I don't know why, but I enjoy playing these up and trying to make them uh, a little better than they are maybe. I don't know. Anyway. I'm here for it all. Okay, well, here it goes. So, Kelvin, I don't know if you knew, but I've got a pretty bad addiction with, with uh, poker. Okay. Um, and, in fact, it's it's gotten so bad that my fiancé is uh, saying that she's going to call the wedding off. But I, I just keep calling her bluff. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to be one, and I should have known that. It was uh, a good one. <laughs> 
Uh, she's she's just she's just bluffing, man. There's no way. Uh, I don't have my live studio audience. You kind of you spoke to this. I think I don't know a couple of dad jokes ago. Um, how the hell do you choose a winner for this it's when just, both so dad jokes? The dad. Yeah, like when they're both good dad jokes, like and they make us laugh. Like, how do you, how do you pick a winner? And you don't want to be the guy that picks your own jokes. So, like, I think they were both yeah. good dad jokes. Maybe, maybe we just don't have winners anymore. Maybe we just tell a good dad joke, let the audience laugh, and uh, so be it. Um, but I, I, I like yours because that's a classic. I had never heard mine before, so um, I'm, I was kind of new to that one. But yeah, or this is a great, a great W. And this is just a sign of two good hosts, right? You can probably just get the W TV uh, for the buildup. Uh, you 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 applied it to real life circumstances. I know you're not a gambling man. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can have a W. You can have okay. a W. This one. But go- um, I don't know, man. I like competing dad jokes. So I've seen I videos of competing do. dad jokes. And I think it's pretty cool. It is. Yeah. It is. No, no shame taking the L over here. There you have it. TV wins another one, as he's always done. I think, what, six victories, if I'm keeping count correctly. Six and – Yeah, I'm not sure, man. Two-game dash streak there that ended. So, there you have it. The Man to Man podcast. Trey gets back in winning column. Uh, we're another episode TV. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll be back next week. Yes. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening.